0: you're listening to the simple pen podcast Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy here's your host
1: kate all
0: everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of SimplePinMedia.com. We are a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. We help manage our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also have this podcast where I help you DIY your Pinterest marketing without feeling overwhelmed. So today we're going to be talking about how to pin with kids, addressing those issues of how to work at home with kids, balancing life and family. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of how to do that with each stage of kids. But first, I want to talk about my Wednesday Pinterest email. This is insider Pinterest tips that aren't published anywhere else. Every Wednesday morning, 5am Eastern, I send out this email. We have tips, trending topics, podcast links, resources, and I even talk a little bit about what's happening in my life personally and things that I'm loving. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash email, and you'll also get a free planner. But you're really signing up for this Wednesday email because it is what I love to write each week. It's the best way for me to communicate with my audience. And there's lots of great tips in there that you don't want to miss. Okay, so back to the episode and what we're talking about today. So many of you are moms at home with little kids. There are some men who listen to the podcast too, and maybe your work at home dads too. I know we have some of them here as well. But we really want to talk about how you do life with working and balancing families and kids, and especially summer, since this is obviously kind of mid-summer here, you're working on building a business, you have kids around or underfoot, and that can be really, really difficult. I have done it, and I can tell you there are some days I want to pull my hair out. Most of my team, not all, do consist of moms who work at home with kids. And recently, a team member asked in our secret Facebook group that we have for our team, if anybody had any tips for pinning with kids. It was such a great conversation that I actually wrote down their tactics and realized it was something that should be shared here on the podcast. So while it doesn't necessarily have to do with Pinterest, we're giving you this tip of how do you do both pinning business with life. So I've also brought in my friend Angela Davis today to talk about what she has done in her business and also how that's evolved over the years with the addition of even more kids. And so Angela, welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Well, hello. You've been on a few times. I feel like you're the most recurring guest.
1: I'm like the guest um, on Saturday Night Live who gets the jacket after being there a certain amount of time. Ooh, I,
0: I don't know of this jacket.
1: Well, so what I need is a jacket out of it. <laughs> oh,
0: sweet. So I can dial that up for you. Let's go shopping. Perfect. Nordstrom sales coming up. <laughs> Okay, so first question, because I love this sometimes in the podcast, and we actually asked this in a previous podcast that you were on, which I believe was episode 91. I put that somewhere here, but I think it was the most commonly asked Pinterest questions or like your Pinterest marketing questions answered, but it really evolved into some personal life questions and people loved this question. Um You actually reversed it. What are you hating right now? (laughs) But I'm actually going to say, what are you loving right now? What am I loving? I've got two things. One of them
1: is I am watching The Roosevelt's, which is a PBS documentary by Ken Burns. And I love any documentary made by Ken um, Ken Burns, but it's on Netflix right now. And it's like multiple episodes and each episode is two hours each. And it follows the life of Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, and Eleanor Roosevelt. And it's fascinating. And you would be
0: bored out of your ever loving mind. Totally. You just said two hours in documentary and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do so many more things with two hours. <laughs>
1: Oh, but here's the thing is that I am like, I can get a lot of stuff done in the morning and early afternoon. And then once I hit like three or four o'clock, like I just, my productivity like plummets. And so by the time like the kids are finally in bed, you know, between nine o'clock and infinity, all I can do is just watch a show. So I'm loving the Roosevelts right now. It's very interesting. And the second thing I'm loving is my kids working in the yard. Because right now, as we're recording this, I'm watching my 12-year-old son absolutely hack our um, yard to death. I asked him to trim some stuff. And it is so funny to watch a 12-year-old boy with a pair of giant shears. I, he is just... you, Kate, you would die. He's uh, Right now, he is hacking to death a flower. Uh, like big I flower. would die. A I, I would... Foot.
0: Yeah, there's just flowers
1: all over the yard right now. And I could (laughs) not care less what this kid does because he's like, he's at the age where he's wandering the house because it's summertime and he is like picking fights and he's restless and he's grumpy. And so I'm like, go take some shears and go to town. And now he's pulling out the sawzall. So, this is going to be hilarious. So, I love putting kids to work. And actually, I love putting this particular child um, to work because I have five kids. And he's the only one who actually enjoys working and earning money. So, that's fun. Is like he works all day long and earns money. And the rest of the kids sit around and do nothing.
0: Yes. Well, we should note too that your daughter is actually currently weeding my front yard for money. My 14-year-old daughter. And so, you get to enjoy the...
1: Level of grumpiness that comes from a 14 year old. So, yes, that's well,
0: she's she is Miss Mary Sunshine around me. So, that's the advantage. Yes.
1: So, just have your kids work for your friends. And then you're like, oh, they aren't going to be sloths as
0: adults. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I love it. Roosevelt's and making your kids work in the yard. Perfect. Okay, so let's transition into a little bit of, um, and I think you and I will have something to contribute here as well, even though our kids aren't little. So actually, first, Angela, how old are all your kids?
1: Uh, I have five kids, and they are 5, 8, 10, 12, and
0: 14. Okay, and I have three. Mine are um, 12, 11, 8, but fastly approaching 9. So... Um, they're kind of a little cluster. So right now, um, let's start with little kids. Like if you have little kids, I'm talking like five and under, that is a really hard stage because you're what you're dealing with is you're dealing with kids who are not in school, who maybe drop naps. And Amy, one of our seasoned team members who actually just had a baby, she started this whole thread that I was talking about with this question. She said, moms with younger kids... Parentheses, not in school. How and when do you work on your accounts? We switched to just one very short nap and we're struggling to find a new good rhythm for pinning. She said, I basically just lost eight extra hours of work time in my week. And so, anyone have any ideas how I might be able to get this done? Maybe I'm not thinking of some tips. So, the responses from my team were actually really great. And I don't know if When my kids were little, I think mostly I worked during nap time. So I do understand that when you drop a nap, it's like your world kind of gets rocked. Like you lose that time frame. Um, So here's a few suggestions. And then we're going to talk about what we do, Angela and I, as our kids are bigger. So Brittany said she gets up an hour early and she pins a lot after bedtime at seven and her son is two. Kimberly goes goes to bed at
1: seven? He goes to
0: bed at seven. Now that's yeah. some good
1: planning right there. Good job. So
0: yeah, it is good. I remember my kid like 7.30 with my kids when they were little, I was like, I am done with you people. I just endured the hours of 5 to 7. We're done. So... Yes. Early bedtime. That one's a good one. Um, Kimberly, who's one of my team leads said, girl, I feel ya. Now that my baby's six months and not napping around the clock, I'm struggling to find a new groove too. I usually do evenings. um, And she says, I make one of, uh, I think it's Elias is do some quiet time. While the other two are napping and the older kids know that it's my work time and they aren't allowed to talk to me while the others are napping. I think that's a good one. I don't know if you did that, but I tried to implement the like you can't talk to me thing and mostly it required them to be like on a tablet and then they wouldn't talk or TV because our kids didn't have tablets when they were little no they yeah that demonstrates how old we are i know i know really i'm reading through some of these okay so caitlin who is also another team lead she offered this suggestion she said i do a little bit during nap time and also do small tasks like answering emails throughout the day when the kids are playing independently and getting along which usually lasts for about five minutes (laughs) so just enough time to answer one email She said, I do the majority of my pinning in the evenings, usually two to three evenings a week. And on those nights, my husband is in charge of all kid related tasks. I think of it as my office hours, just like my husband has office hours during the day, except he has an office that he actually gets to go to without small children running around screaming. (laughs) So good. I think that I like, I'm a big fan of like segmenting things too, like she said, and Kaylin and I are kind of similar in the more type A personality. So I like that she delegated stuff to her husband during those times. That was good. Okay, so a couple more here and then we'll get to Angela and I. Um, Amy said she loved that and she was really, she responded saying evenings before the kids are in bed and then it sounds like you're gone for the evening. She's kind of clarifying with Kaylin and she said two to three evenings a week sounds dreamy. Um, and she said, yes, usually from the time my husband gets home, this is Kaylin from about five until nine to 10. She takes a break for dinner, but then the rest of the evening, she's in her office without distractions. So she usually does this two days out of the week and says she works so much more efficiently when she's totally focused without distractions. And I agree with that. Angela, you do well with distractions. So like you can have like a bomb going off around you. And you can hyper focus on something. I cannot. I don't know if you notice that. You notice that, right? Um, I just feel like that's how everyone functions. No, oh. <laughs> there. I have seen you work many times at the kitchen table, and there's so many people asking you questions, and you're like whipping out a blog post. I don't understand <laughs> it.
1: Well, and I think that like that's your only option. Sometimes, like you have no other option than to get this particular task. Completed uh, with your kids around, but what I would say is that it is unrealistic to expect that that can happen all the time, and that you can continue like to work for a long period of time focused and accomplish anything. So I think it works like, oh, I just maybe in in the pinning world, like I just need to get these twenty pins scheduled out, then I'm done, or like I just need to write the blog post, then I'm done. But there's no way that you can like get a lot accomplished with your kids running around bothering you. And to expect that your kids aren't going to bother you is very much, it's very unrealistic and kind of unfair to the kids. I don't know if I should say unfair to the kids. Their lives are awesome. So they can put up with anything.
0: Right. Right. No, I think you're right. There's that. That's why I think I go back to those hard stops. Like you, You get me fully as a mom during these times. And during these other times, I'm not I can't do both. I will will like quickly lose steam. I'm not productive. And then I feel like my job just gets, I can't use this word, but like, you know, I'm just giving half of myself. You you can figure out what word I was going to use there. But um The other thing that I think in this thread that comes up that I I appreciate is Anne also responded. And she said that she goes to a coffee shop three to four times a week. And she said her husband is fully supportive of this. And she said, I think that's key because he sees my paycheck and realizes that my time away is far more productive when... Um, like I'm going out for the segmented time instead of doing both at home or like he doesn't get my attention or my kids don't get my attention that I'm trying to work and that really doesn't get my full attention. But I, I like that supportive piece. And I've heard that from a lot of people who are either starting their sites and they're blogging all the time and they're trying to pin, they're trying to do a Facebook post and they feel this pressure from their spouse. Like, is what you're doing actually worth it? And... I would say, as the money comes in, make sure you talk about that, like even if it's twenty bucks and it's your first month blogging, like, hey, I made this money. I don't know. did you and Will ever struggle with that, like him not feeling supportive of you, but because he's not seeing money? Well, when we first started, um I would say
1: that my blog was my hobby, so what I was doing was something that I enjoyed doing. And my husband could see that. And my husband's awesome. You know, he's very supportive. He doesn't have a whole lot of expectations, which is incredibly helpful. Um, but he was frustrated with the amount of time I was spending on it and not spending on doing what we had already established to be my primary occupation, which was taking care of the house and taking care of the kids. Once we had a conversation about like, do we want to make this blog a business or do we want to keep it as a hobby? Once we decided to move into the business arena, um, we started treating it like a business. And he was far more supportive of the work I was doing and also accommodating for my work. Um, So if you are, I would say, man, like you got to figure out a way to make money on this thing, on whatever you're doing, you have to monetize it and monetize it quickly. If you want to have the support of primarily your partner, but also your entire family, especially if you have older kids. So I think it is fairly unrealistic to ask your family, in particular, your spouse, to sacrifice either their time or your involvement and the work that you do at home if you're not making any money and you're spending hours and hours on it. Um, So if you're having that struggle, it's like Will and I were having that struggle of like, him seeing it as a waste of time. Um, I You need to start monetizing as quickly as possible so that they no longer see it as a waste of time or a hobby or an indulgence. They see it as something that can really benefit the entire family.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And that I hope the people who I've had conversations with at conferences who are just starting out, they've said to me like, I don't feel like my husband my husband doesn't get what I'm doing. And having that conversation, making the decision to go from hobby to business, and then even setting goals for what that money goes towards, I think are really powerful conversations that make everybody feel freer to do what they're doing and not this... I don't know the word for it. But you know, it's like that pressure. Like, oh, man. And you can't perform well under pressure, I don't think. You can't grow a business when you're constantly freaking out that your partner is going to lose their mind on you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you have to have goals for your business. And there has to be buy-in from the important players. And that would be primarily your spouse. And once I had buy-in from Will, and I mean, you've had the same experience with Dave. Once there's buy-in and once there's goals for what you're going to do with that money, um, then they're willing to accommodate your schedule. They're willing to, I mean, generally speaking, most, and we're talking about men, cause I'm married to a man. Um, you know, my husband's willing to help, you know, be a part of making food and taking care of the kids. And we can talk more. I know we're going to talk more about specific things that I do and that you do, but, um, Once we sat down and said, "Okay, Angela, you're making this much money a month, and this is what that money is going to do for us," and my husband was all in. He's like, "Oh, I see that that money is going into investment accounts because that was our next financial step." Um, He was very much excited about it. But when the money was coming in and we were just kind of didn't know what to do with it and we're kind of wasting it, he has a difficult. He had a difficult time getting on board of like, "Why am I doing all the dinner and?" cleaning up and doing parts of the job that I was assigned to do in our family, when that's just allowing you to buy more clothes.
0: Like it, He's going to have a hard time buying into that. Yes. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. And that also goes to that conversation of when you talk about how much money you're making, then it comes out into the light. And it's not this... I've heard of women having their business accounts... Be like their personal slash funds, <laughs> and, and and that's okay. Oh
1: can we imagine?
0: But what were you going to say? If
1: that's what you guys agree upon. Yes, but can you? I'm just going to like flip it and say like, if my husband he works full time, and he's like, well, but this is my business. This is my personal account. I earn this money, and so you don't like. Uh, it's kind of mine. I would we would be in counseling so fast with me with a giant stick if he tried to pull that on me. So like, just like, would you allow your spouse to roll with, run the money that that way? Of course you wouldn't. You'd be like, well, this is our money. We're both a part of this. So um, I found that when, and also like you and I, both of our families have personal money. We talked in a previous episode about Dave having petty cash. And Once we also increased the personal money that came from the money that I made, Will was also like, oh, this is really fun. So it's also like um, having your money achieve financial goals in your family, but also like everyone is benefiting from the work that I'm doing. Yes. We all enjoy a little bit. Of extra petty cash.
0: Well, and I think this is a big um, distinction between when you have little kids and they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, nor do they care about the cash, right? Because they just want to be fed and entertained all day. That then, when they get older to where our kids are at the you know eight to fourteen, then I think there is that conversation that what you do allows us to go on vacation or allows this great thing. And so you need to understand that that, that's where my focus is going. And that's what our goals are. And once everybody understands that, they might still bicker about it. But at least they get that there's a payoff. And when you're on those vacations, I know we've done this. I remind my kids, hey, remember all those business trips I took? Remember the times that I was working and you were frustrated. Some of that st- that income goes towards this. And if we didn't do, if I didn't work, we wouldn't be able to have this. And that's, I think, just a good connection for them, especially later in life, that you, things just don't come along just because you're awesome. You actually have to work for it.
1: And I think another important thing to remind your listeners who are women, because you and I have talked about this a lot. It does not make any difference how you talk about your job, how you act about it. Your children will fuss at you as the mother for working and they will never fuss at your husband or their father for working. So there is like we've talked like my my kids are never walking around like why does daddy have to work so much? Why is he in his office? And but my kids will do the same thing to me. So I think that's like your children will say things that make you feel guilty about working and there's nothing you can do about it. And they will never open their mouths to their fathers. That's just something that you're going to have to go. That's a part of being a kid is you fuss at your mom all day long about anything you can think up. So don't hang on to their words as like, they're trying to make me feel guilty because they are, because they want you to stop working and mm-hmm. I don't know, take them to the movies. Wonderland. Or the pool. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> exactly. Like just, just, You can't let that run your day or help you, like, have you make decisions based on their
0: words because every kid does it to every single mother. Yes, you are not unique by your kids complaining to you about what you do. And everybody gets it and it opens the door, I think, for that mom guilt piece, which I've just learned, like, I have no place for that. Like, I definitely want to be called out if I'm doing something that needs to change in my parenting. But the daily fussing of like, oh, I'm bored or, you know, I, whatever it is, I just, that's not, I'm not going to cave to it anymore. (laughs) You, no one has time for that business. Exactly. Our
1: children have the most amazing lives. They're loved and they're fed. Um, and the fact that their mom is around at all to fuss at to begin with, it demonstrates how awesome their lives are. So just say, your life is awesome. Go find something to do or I will make you chop bushes in the yard.
0: Yes. Um, I do have to... And I want to get into details too of how you do this. So but I have to say, and I'm going to put more of my team's responses inside the blog post. You will be able to find that at simplepinmedia.com slash 108. That's all the show notes and any any links that we talk about will be over there. But I love Erin's last line. She does do the evening thing. She carves out time. She's big on schedule. But she said... um, she said at the end, like TV is a lifestyle, a lifesaver. And I don't feel bad because I'm working and they also love TV. So sometimes we feel this guilt of like, we're not doing a craft or we're not doing all these things. Like there's a place for screens and that's okay. Like you, you know, their world is TV or tablets. And of course I don't let my kids be on them all day but there are certain periods of time where dave will be gone and i'm out here like recording a podcast and tv is just easier cuz then no one gets to, no one starts fighting and when your kids do get older past this under 5 stage they start picking fights with each other and that's just when it can go off the rails so if everybody has tv or a tablet for this you know hour time then that might just be okay for you to get something done. So again, don't feel bad about that. There's a whole host of things that moms can feel guilty about. But I just said, like, I have no room for that in my life. We'll figure out the best system for our family.
1: Yeah, please don't feel guilty about screen time. Like... Oh, yes. Grief. Okay. I'm I'm over it. My kids are watching TV and I'm getting something
0: done and everyone's happy. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so before um we dive into yours, I do just want to give a, a like a picture of how Dave and I work and Dave and I are a little bit different where we're both full-time at home. He is a part-time um itinerant pastor, so on Sundays he drives 2 hours south and does his sermon and drives back. So Sundays he's gone all day, and then he has to prepare obviously for a sermon. And so we had we established hours for him and hours for me. And so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's certain hours. And every during the summer, right now when our kids are at home, what we do is we talk the night before and say, okay, what do you? What are your expectations for tomorrow? And then he he'll tell me and then I'll tell him what mine are. And then we'll go, okay, I'll take the morning shift. You take the afternoon shift and our our lives allow us to do that. And then he also knows during that time, like, I'm not coming in to make lunches for the kids. I'm not coming in to make phone calls. Like there's, I'm out in my she shed, which is nice because I have a designated space. And you do too, Angela, you have a designated space. And so that also is helpful to carve out like, This is where you go to work. And when mom comes out of the shed, like I'm done working most of the time. So our schedule is a little bit easier. And also I am the primary income earner. Dave is not. And so we all know my income allows us to do a lot of other things. So again, we had that conversation that Angela was talking about. So when I'm working, everybody knows why I'm working and where that money is going. So that's a little picture of Kate and Dave. But Angela, you have during the year, especially a homeschool, private school hybrid. So your kids aren't gone Monday through Friday and you're not pinning, but you're running your business and you're actually starting another business, which we're going to talk about. So how do you find time to do all of this? What does your schedule look like in a given week?
1: My kids go to a school where they go to school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all day long, and then they don't have school on Mondays and Fridays, and they are sent home with a big homework packet, which we can call that homeschooling, but I'm not really in charge of anything. I'm just telling them, do your homework. Um, I do have... My five year old um it was in pre-K and this sh- upcoming year she'll be in kindergarten. And that program is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, half day. So they she does not go full day kindergarten. So um the solution that I found and that we have done for the last, I think it has been four years. I think we're four and a half years in now. Um I have a babysitter and we should call her a nanny, but I feel snobby using the word nanny. So we still call Mother's her a babysitter. Helper can we use that word? (laughs) She could also be seen as part of her duty is to be a sister wife, (laughs) not the wife part, but like the homemaking part. Totally. Um, So, (laughs) which sister wife sometimes sounds awesome. Anyways, Megan is um, our, basically, she's our nanny and she's not young. I mean, she's regular. She's in her thirties. She comes two or three days a week for about four hours and she has two little boys. So she brings them as well. And so it's really like the perfect job for Megan because she gets to be with her kids all day and also earn money. So she'll come and she babysits during that time. Also when she's here, um, she will, part of her job is to do laundry. So I usually, I will have the laundry washed and she will fold it and have the kids put it away. She feeds the kids while she's here. She'll do little projects for me. Like I just asked her today to organize our craft closet. Um, and then also uh, she is in charge on Mondays because my kids, that's our last day to do their homework that they need to turn in on Tuesday. So um, she has the quite unpleasant task of making sure the kids get their homework done on those days. So on the days that Megan's here, that's my concentrated work time. Um, I work sometimes while the kids are here and my kids are older So, I've definitely noticed in the last year, probably about a year with my youngest almost being six, that they can really manage themselves for about an hour without needing an adult to like intercede and get them back on track. When Megan is not here, you know, I'm in my office working, they know they can come and bother me. And they, I'm to like give a realistic perspective on that in a given hour, I'm interrupted probably eight times by various kids. Now I have five kids. So my interruptions increase, but you know, people are talking to me the entire time. Um, And that's okay, because I am able to get some tasks done. Um, So that's how I primarily work. I work probably 12 to 15 hours a week running my blog and doing all the other things that need to get done. And most of that happens because of Megan. The other part of it is my husband does work full time. um, So... And, but he works full-time from home. So he is available sometimes to run errands or do things for the kids so I can work. But I'm primarily the one running the kids' lives um,
0: with Megan. So help. I think the question that I have, and I'm sure a lot of people are listening might have, is how did you come to the decision that you were okay with spending money on Megan? That this was in order for you to actually move forward in your business, you had to hire her.
1: I think when the money starts rolling in and then, um, so, you know, I was making a, probably, I would say a modest full-time salary working the amount of hours that I was, um, and doing a lot of stuff at night. Like some of your, um, the people, some of your contractors have mentioned like they're working at night when their husband comes home or working during nap times. Um, I got to the point where I realized I could increase my income substantially if I wasn't working under those constraints. And I think that for uh Will and me, we realized that we were kind of done with the him but not having as much time together and having as much time together as a family. So, if I was working at night by myself for hours. That means that we weren't together. And that works for a certain period of time. But we're like, this isn't a sustainable um, schedule for us. It's not what we want to do for the rest of our lives to like kind of be tag teaming all day long. And uh, again, realizing that if I was able to work without interruption, we figured I could really increase my income and also make everyone happier. So outsourcing for us... Really was the key to um, us being able to spend more time together as a couple and also as a family. And the other thing too is that, um, we realized that you, that the money spent made our lives happier. So the house cleaner that we hired made me happier and made me more productive. Having Megan here makes everyone's life
0: better. Um, and that's worth it. The and there's money. also the piece of investing in somebody else's business. You know, I, it, I took a long time to get to the point where I hired your housekeeper to clean my house. It's only been in the last six months. And there was this, no, I know. Started. There was this element of like I but I can just do it. And I think we especially as women go well, we'll d- we can just do it. It's fine. We can take care of it. We don't need to spend money on it. Um I feel guilty about that. I've heard that from so many women that the biggest hurdle is hiring out cleaning your house because this there, there's this idea that you should just be able to do it. And I I don't know if we get that from our moms. I think I do a little bit, is that my mom always cleaned our house. She was a full-time homemaker. But when you're not a full-time homemaker, you're maybe a part-time work-at-home mom or a full-time work-at-home mom. For me, I just realized some things have to give. Like I can't do all things. Or like you said, that takes away from the family fun because mom is just, she's not just working on her job, but she's working on the home full-time too. I just think that's a recipe for burnout. So I did hire your cleaner. Yes. And the reality is
1: for me, is that when I didn't have a house cleaner, I wasn't cleaning yes, the house. This is
0: true. I
1: didn't have time or energy, nor the desire to do it. But what I was doing was... Feeling guilty all the time that it wasn't getting done. Like, oh, this is my job and I'm not doing it. I absolutely suck. And then it would also, it keeps me from being productive in other areas of my life because I'm like, well, I have, I can do this work task when after I get done with the cleaning task, when in reality, the work task was going to make a plenty of money that I could use that money to pay the woman and her team to clean my house. Would I rather be cleaning or writing a blog post with a bunch of affiliate links? Uh, The blog post all day long. In addition, and this might help free some of your listeners up to go and hire people to do work, is that by hiring my house cleaner, I'm giving another woman and some other people that on her team a job. And I think it gets down to like... I almost saw myself as greedy. Like, well, I don't want to hire people to help me with my kids or help me fold my laundry or help me clean my house because I don't want to pay them, which really comes down to I don't want to give up my money. I want it all to myself. And then when I said like, when I identified that as me kind of being greedy with my money, I went, oh, I don't want to be a greedy person. I want to be generous. And me outsourcing different areas in my home that, frankly, I don't like doing gives other people a job. And that is really significant. And that's the same process that I went through um, hiring help, hiring contractors to help me with my blog and help me with my business is like, oh, yeah, I could do all the work and keep all the money. That's greedy for me. Like that's identified that in me that it was greed. Oh, by and then going, I could not only help myself earn more money by having people help me because that's usually what ends up happening. But I can also give these other women employment, which can help them. That's being generous. So I would rather be generous than greedy. And then it also helps me personally. Like, why wouldn't I do
0: this? Uh, Amen. Mic drop right there. Um, I'll also back up um, with this, that if you're trying to figure out if you have enough money, Angela and I are both big budgeters. So for me, I have a budget even in my business. I have a bookkeeper who's amazing. But in our personal lives, we have um, budgets by the Dave Ramsey method. And so we definitely know what money is coming in, what money is going out. And sitting down with your partner and looking through that budget and going, do we have room And let's say maybe the room is very slim. Maybe it's just hiring somebody like once a month or something. But then you think about if I can earn this much more in my business, I can then pay this person to come twice a month or something like that. But really looking at what are your goals for help with the family, help with the house that you can't do? And how can you spend your work time making more income to do that?
1: And I get... I would venture to say that if you're having conflict with your partner um, at all about your business and how much time and energy you invest into it, what if some of your income goes to having the house cleaned? Well, I know that when my house is cleaned twice a week and and twice a month, and don't worry about like how many times it happens. Even if it's like once a quarter, someone comes in and deep cleans your house, you pay them to do that. Is your partner going to feel better? Is he going to walk in and go, My house is clean? This is so awesome. Because I'm imagining walking into a dirty house every day after you just, I mean, and and not like cluttered because you have kids there, but like you're looking around going, This is kind of gungy. If after working all day long to walk into that, that probably is emotionally exhausting, like an identifying. Everyone enjoys living in a clean house, and again, not a perfectly spotless house, but just you know, maintained and sanitary. I know when my husband sees that, and he goes, "Oh, the money that Angela is making is making my house awesome, and I get to enjoy that." He's encouraged to he's he wants to then encourage me to work even more, and and it it kind of goes back and forth that with this encouragement, and he's going to be even happier. Like, "Oh, the work you're doing is benefiting me as well because." All the laundry is folded. That's amazing. And my house is clean. That's amazing. Um so I think that was that's also helpful because my husband is happier in his home um because the house is maintained and I don't yes. have to do it. I love
0: that. Yes, I, I would agree. It. As as somebody who does work, I don't work full time, but I probably work like 25-30 hours a week. I will say even when I come in the house after they're done cleaning, it's like <gasps> One less thing for me to think about. Like, it's like relief. Like I have all these other things that I'm doing in work and then to come in the house and not have to deal with some of these things. Oh, it's so great. Like, it's um, amazing. Um, okay, so I feel like we've covered some really good ways that we do it. And I want to talk about, you have the system for getting kids moving in the morning. And I, one of the things that I think you're really good at is mobilizing your kids, even if they complain. Like you guys come up with systems in your house for chores. And you very much see the chores as like, we are, everybody's doing this. This does not fall on me as a mom. You know, like everybody's contributing to the house functioning. And you've done that for a couple of years now, but you finally converted it into a like online product, which I think is awesome. So tell us a little bit about that and how that came about.
1: Well, it, was, it came about a number of years ago when we had um, our two kids who were living in foster care living with us. So we had two kids, ages kind of slammed in the middle of um, our biological kids, and they lived with us for almost two years. And we were going into our first summer as a family of s- nine with seven kids, and I needed to work, and Will needed to work, and I was looking around going, these children are going to drive me crazy because they're all lazy. They wake up in the morning, they roll out onto the couch in their pajamas, and watch TV all day. And why in the world am I working and they are not? Now, if you're sitting here listening to me and you have like a two and a three-year-old, I'm not talking about your children. I'm talking about the older kids who are basically lazy when left to their own devices. So I created a system. I kind of found some stuff on the internet and started um, and modified it to work for our family and it's um, and I have made it into a product because if you have a great idea, you should absolutely try to sell it on your platform. Um, and it's called Child, It's Time to Get Off Your Butt. And so what it is is a system that you use just in the morning um, and you give your kids five tasks that they need to complete within a certain period of time, um, usually before they get to do anything awesome that they want to do. And those tasks are um both personal care tasks like getting your yourself ready for the day, and then also getting the house ready for the day so that you are able as the home manager, I kind of see myself as the home manager, not necessarily a homemaker anymore, but I manage the moving parts in the house. Um, and that is my job at home, um, in addition to what I do with my website and my online stuff. Um, but it helps me as a home manager be able to move forward in my day and that I'm not doing most of the maintenance in the home. So it's personal care tasks as well as one, usually one morning job. And then what that does is make sure that when I'm finished working in the morning or I'm done with my stuff. My kids are generally generally ready to leave the house. And I made the system for the summer because Kate, you know how much, uh, how important it is that we have an awesome summer. That's Angela's thing. That's like having a, it is the
0: most fun. That's... my. Th-
1: Yes, because I grew up with a mom who was 100 fun. That was the only thing she cared about is how much fun can we pack into a day, and it was a cheap fun. Like we weren't doing awesome, like expensive stuff. But like, so I feel, and it, it becomes a pressure for me is to do fun stuff with my kids or like having a really fun summer, doing stuff. And so I needed my kids to be ready and the house ready in order for me to feel the freedom to go do fun stuff. So, child, it's time to get off your butt is it's um, a really short ebook uh, along with some templates that you can use um, to set up your own system. and it basically means that in the morning my kids um, are generally ready to leave and my house is maintained. So the recycling's out and the floors have been swept, they're vacuumed. And just so I can walk in and feel like my kids are doing something and I'm not a horrible mother, in fact, I'm kind of awesome. Yeah, so where can people check this out? You can go to frugallivingnorthwest.com slash mornings to find that out. It, that whole system is available for $7 right now. Everything can be downloaded. There's a video in there <clears throat> that I explain more like how it works. So you can either read it or you can watch it depending on your preferred learning style. And you can implement it within about 45 minutes and get your kids moving and working in the morning. It works for summertime. It also works for the school year. So um, I give you options for how you can modify it as you're moving into the school year. And then again, as you're moving into the summertime. So it works all the time.
0: Yeah, I love it because it really... I, again, back to the point that I made in the beginning, it gets everybody in the family involved that it's not just your responsibility to do all these things, but that if we can all work together, then we all get to have fun. But if you're working, walk in and, and nobody's dressed, hair is disheveled, blankets are all over the house because for some reason, all of our children are obsessed with blankets being toted everywhere. And and then they see you and they go, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, the food thing. Yeah, that's another thing. I actually Sam um is my eight-year-old and you have an eight-year-old as well and they're buddies. But I realized Sam at eight can start to make his own eggs and cause Eloise did, my twelve year old. So I need to start teaching him how to get up and he always wants a breakfast burrito. That's his thing. Mom, can you make me a breakfast burrito? And it's like Yeah, uh, walk him into McDonald's. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I need to teach you to make some eggs because that's all it is, is eggs in a tortilla shell. Super easy. So I love it. Okay. So one last thing is you're working on something else. And it's an exciting project. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: It is. I am launching this summer. So we're summer of 2018. um, A new resource to help bloggers and bloggers, content creators and social media influencers um, increase their um, blog or their platform revenue with affiliate marketing. So, what I realized is that I'm an expert on affiliate marketing, and I'm always surprised that other content creators don't know how to do that real well. So, um, we're launching this summer youraffiliatemarketingmentor.com. marketing mentor.com, um, and that is going to be a podcast and also resources to help um, successful bloggers and content creators increase, increase their revenue with affiliate marketing. Um, We are starting a, we have a new Facebook group to help um, your listeners learn different affiliate marketing strategies um, and, you know, just basically make more money because that's my passion is to help people make more money with the work that they're already doing. And you can join that Facebook group at youraffiliatemarketingmentor.com
0: slash marketing. Facebook. Awesome. Everybody go join that, especially if you're afraid of affiliate marketing, afraid of affiliate marketing, because that is definitely something we want to help you overcome so you can make money to be able to pay for these people to work at your house so that you have more time to work. So it's kind of this perfect circle that comes all around. It really is. I have perfected the circle. You really have with not a lot of hours per week. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yes, I'm making a I'm making a full time income, um, working less than 20 hours a week. And I am there's no secret to
0: it. It's hard work, hustle, and mostly affiliate marketing. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, we hope that we gave you some ideas for how you can navigate this whole work at home parent gig. And whatever stage your kids are at, whether they're babies all the way up to teens, and we don't have anybody older than that, so we can't really speak to that. But at that point, they should be on their own and working anyway. Yeah. But we just hope that this was encouraging to you. And if you have any questions or if you have any comments you'd like to make, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 108. We'll have all the links that Angela talked about for getting your kids moving in the morning and then your affiliate marketing mentor, as well as some of the feedback that I got from my team about how they pin at home. So as always, thank you so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. And again, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 108.